0: The Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast is sponsored by Prairie Care. You know, going through the process of getting help with your mental health can be very overwhelming. I definitely know that from firsthand experience. Prairie Care can help guide you through it and get you in touch with the help that you need. They've been offering mental health services to all ages in the Twin Cities of Minnesota since 2005, Whether you're looking for clinical services, a specialty outpatient program, or a more intensive level of care like inpatient treatment, Prairie Care has you and your family covered. Visit prairie-care.com to learn more. That's prairie-care.com. Hello my friends and welcome here into this episode of the Take What Serves Leave the Rest podcast. My name is Brian and I am your host and pumped to have you here with me today. I want to, I'm going to talk about kind of our our topic of this podcast here in just a moment, but I I first want to, just kind of acknowledge and, and mention something that um, if you follow me on on the social medias on on Instagram, I put out a a post on Sunday just talking about how I've heard from people out there that have been feeling especially down lately. Um. I know that that I have really, really, really been feeling that as well um, and and so I, I first of all just want to acknowledge that and and kind of let any of you know out there that if things have been feeling really, really intense for you lately, um you're not alone. you are you are certainly not alone. and um I actually found it very very healing to kind of put that out there over over the weekend that. You know hey things are feeling kind of tough there's kind of this this real down feeling that's been really really intense um and so to to hear from a lot of you those of you who who kind of chimed in and and shared what you're going through out there um so grateful to to be able to connect and just want to kind of mention that here off the top because i know there's a lot going on in the world um energetically in the universe um I'm not always super up to up to speed on what's all happening there, but um, I, I, I just feels like there's something in the air, right, lately that's been been a bit difficult to maneuver, um, and so just want to want to kind of acknowledge that here off the top. On the episode here today, what what I'm planning to do with this is to. To chat with you all about, about panic attacks and and about my about my experience with panic attacks in in particular in in my career in in broadcast journalism. Um, I know for those of you who listened to our, our first episode and I kind of shared some of some of my story and, and what I've gone through. I mentioned that that I, I struggled with panic attacks on live television for for a number of years. And um I wanna go into that a little bit more in depth today, sharing sharing a bit more about my story with the intention of of helping any of you out there who might be going through something similar feel a little bit less alone. Um it's 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 a bit hard to describe what t- what what panic attacks feel like um f- you know for those of you out there who who have experienced one you know that it's it's a really scary all-encompassing feeling um and and can be really really isolating when you're in the in the grips of it and so um i want to just kind of open up on this episode share a little bit of what i've been through Um, and, and some of the things that have maybe kind of helped me along the way, although I, if you've listened to this podcast enough, you kind of know, this is, this is less about me, you know, telling you, here's how I overcame panic attacks and, and a little bit more just about me being honest about what I've been through. Um, and, and just, you know, again, with the intention of letting you know that you're not alone, if that's, uh, if that's something that you are experiencing over there. So to, to start with this, I, I think just quickly, I, you know, just to reiterate for those of you who um, are, are not familiar with my background, I worked a number of years in the world of broadcast journalism. So most recently, I was a a news anchor, reporter, and producer at um, at one of the one of the stations here in in Minneapolis, in the in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, and. It, you know, for for a long time, my the the TV studio was was kind of this place that that I kind of felt like on top of the world. You know, it was this it was this thing that that I happened to be decent at, and there was a lot of um kind of like this empowering feeling that I would feel when I would be in the TV studio doing a newscast. I, I really, really, really just felt like in my element and, and I felt very proud of that work. And, um, and that's how it was for a number of the, a number of years through my, my first two jobs at smaller, um, TV stations until I kind of landed this, what, um, at the time was my dream job in, at a big, you know, top 15 market. And I kind of worked my way up. You know, I was a, it was a morning reporter worked my my way up into a regular anchor position and um had always kind of felt anxiety maybe be part of my process in doing my job um but but in ways like i remember i used to always always kind of have this fear that i was going to like like what if i just all of a sudden got really dizzy and i and i passed out on on air like that would be that would be embarrassing and that would be scary and that wouldn't be a very fun experience to go through and you know any feeling of being like lightheaded i remember would feel really really overwhelming for me um especially when i was on the air because i was afraid that was you know going to mean i was going to pass out or something like that um and those were also pretty common experiences for me away from from the tv camera like just in general everyday life, there was always kind of this fear, you know, really going back to being a kid of what if I pass out in public or what if I get sick in public, that kind of a thing. And, but I, I never, I never experienced like an actual real panic attack on live television until February 18th of 2014. Um, I was doing a, I was a a traffic reporter at the time on the morning show. And I was, I was doing a, a traffic report that I was then going to transition from doing that traffic report to, um, I would, I would walk from the green screen of doing the traffic report and walk over and then interview, um, in, conduct an interview about this this event that I was a part of. We had two guests in the studio that morning that I was going to interview. Um, I, happy I was part of um, something called Dancing with the Twin Cities Celebrities um, back then, which was a lot of fun and was really an honor to be a part of. And we were raising money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And so we had um, a woman from the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society that was in studio to talk about it, and then also uh a, a, a cancer survivor, little Ashley, who was just adorable and had an incredibly powerful story. Um, so that was the plan. I was gonna do the traffic report, I was gonna walk over and, and interview them. And I remember something about that moment that morning. Um I don't know if it was, I, I, you know, if you've struggled with panic attacks, sometimes it's so hard to like put a reason on why it took hold of me at that moment in the way that it did. But, um, for the first time I had trouble literally getting the words out, um, to do my job. And, and that was, that was really, really scary and, and overwhelming for me. And, um, I just remember feeling internally like absolutely terrified because all of a sudden my, you know, my, my breathing became really, really shallow. There was like tightness in my chest. I just like literally felt like I couldn't get the words out in the way that I was used to being able to do. And, um, what I want to do here, I actually have the I have the raw audio of of that that morning and and that first time that I experienced uh, a panic attack on live television um, and and like <laughs> I kind of debated like do I actually play it on this podcast but I, I think I, I figured I'm gonna, I'm going to let you kind of in on what that experience sounded like from the outside looking in. And then I'll kind of talk you through um, kind of on the other side, like what I was experiencing internally. Um, and we'll kind of we'll kind of go from there. So I'm going to, I think, pause here and I'm just going to play you this clip and and let you kind of listen to, to how this all sounded on the morning of uh, February 18th. 2014 live on television in um,
1: in the Twin Cities. Brian Pyatt, how is the road going? Well, hey roads overall, they're, they're still a little bit slick, and that's what we're seeing here is uh, this MnDOT traffic camera kind of moving around a little bit, uh, but delays right now in uh, the the, uh, the lower portion here of the Metro. This is 494 eastbound. Uh, this is South Saint Paul, and this is at the uh, Wakoda Bridge, a multi vehicle accident that we're watching right now. Really creating some delays. I want to give you a look at the map here, exactly where this is, uh, is going on if we do that. So again, eastbound, uh, 484 Wakota Bridge, South St. Paul, expect some delays there. Uh, looks like that accident might take a little while to clear. So we'll keep an eye on that for you. That's a look at the entire Metro. But uh, yeah, again, kind of the biggest trouble spot right now uh, is that South St. Paul uh, area. So <coughs> excuse me, we'll continue to watch that one for you. Well, hey, we have some video here to show you. Uh, this Saturday, I'm going to be hitting the dance floor along with uh, my dance partner for the uh, Dancing with the Twin Cities Celebrities. So each celebrity, we're dancing for a different charity, and all the money that I raise is going to be going towards the, uh, the uh, Leukemia Lymphoma Society. We're very excited about it, and uh, here to talk about where this money is going to be going, uh, the Executive Director of the Minnesota Chapter, Terry Cannon. Uh, good morning to you.
0: Hello. Good morning, Brian. Yes.
1: And we also have uh, Ashley Basil here with us. She is eight years old. She is a, uh, a cancer survivor. We're excited to talk to her as well. Uh, tell me where, so the money that is raised, uh, where exactly is that going to go?
0: Well, the money that you'll be raising for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is used to fund cures okay. for blood cancers. So. so on research. So, and and so also there you to have it. <laughs> that treatment. was. Um, um, so we fund things like copay assistance and financial aid for. The- a few things come to my mind after um after listening to that i've actually i had never listened to the full clip of that um until very recently just a few days ago and um actually what what my initial reaction was was wow that that didn't sound nearly as bad as it felt like it, it felt to me as i was going through that experience like you know like the world is is ending and this is so embarrassing and everybody in the studio must feel so uncomfortable right now that i am struggling to get the words out and i was just deeply like deeply shaken by by that experience um and then and then I, I I feel like that was also kind of this real isn't that so representative of so many struggles that that many of us experience when it comes to our mental health. Like a lot of times these things are so invisible. And and I think I think for the average, I, I mean I think it was clear in that clip that like you know i yeah i was having trouble like there was some shortness of breath happening and i didn't probably sound very comfortable and maybe like i normally do but i i don't think that anybody listening to that that morning like understood how deeply scary that was for me internally like what i was projecting to the outside world was very um not nearly as intense as what i was feeling and so that was that was kind of my first thought after after listening to it. And you know, that, so that experience that morning was really like the first, that was the first time. That was the first time that I had ever had panic and anxiety take hold of me in that way on live television. And for for any of you out there who have experienced a panic attack before, Um, I, I know you'll, you'll likely relate to this, that when, after you have a panic attack, um, my, like that from that point, moving forward, so much of my work life became about being scared that it was going to happen again. So that, that experience was, was pretty pivotal for me and, you know, it's it's amazing to, to kind of look back and, you know, prior to, to having that that panic experience that morning. That wasn't really on my radar, I guess, when I stepped into the studio every day to do my job. and And I think after that point, it's amazing how quickly our mind can just kind of become overwhelmed. And, and consumed with with the fear of another panic attack happening again and and that was that was very much my very much my experience with this um i i would go on to to have um a number of other similar experiences on the air doing my job where um Again, the heart would start pounding really, really fast. My my breath would get really, really shallow. It would get hard to to get the words out. Um, I remember one time in particular, I, I literally couldn't speak. Like it was, I, I was so just, it kind of felt like all the air had just been totally sucked out of my my lungs. And I had to like actually have my my co-anchor finish reading a story for me. And that was, um, that was, that was a pretty scary and, um, embarrassing experience for sure. You know, I, you, you heard it in that, in that clip uh, that I shared with you that morning, I I would often do kind of a cough, you know, where I would, I would cough and, and like try to play it off as if, I just had something in my throat and and that could usually kind of get me get me through the experience enough to kind of work through it and and be able to move on with the show. But I what I reflect back on now a lot is the amount of like ruminating and and checking to see if I'm gonna have a panic attack that went into leading up to a lot of my shows. So you know we as, as news anchors you you, you sit down um, there's there's producers that put these shows together that we go out and and deliver on the set and you know you go through and you proofread your scripts and you read through and you take a look at the show to make sure you're you're ready to go once you're', you're it's time to go on the air and and I remember I would just always be like looking through the rundowns of the shows that I was anchoring and you know if there were like back to back stories that I where I, there wasn't an opportunity for me to like take a breath and reset myself like if there were these extended periods of time that I knew that I was going to have to read on the air that was like this little red light or red flag that would go off in my mind of that that might be a spot where where you're gonna have a panic attack and um there was just so much mental energy being expended fearing that it was gonna happen again and and then something that i want to point out about this is that i it was less for me about oh my gosh, what is the viewer thinking right now? And it was much more for me about what are the people in this studio thinking right now when I'm sitting here struggling to talk, doing a job that I've been doing for over 10 years and I quote unquote should be really good at. It was always a fear of being embarrassed in front of the people that were immediately in the studio. So people that were running the cameras, people that were, um, you know, like my my co-anchors, my, it was, I remember it was always really scary for me if like, if, if there was a guest that was sitting in the studio that was, you know, occasionally people would come through and watch a show. And whenever that happened, it was like, oh my gosh, well, what if I have a panic attack? That's gonna be even more embarrassing, because I'm quote unquote supposed to be this, you know, news anchor that has all of his stuff together and you know that'd be really embarrassing if I have a panic attack. So it, it really tapped into, I think, for me at the core, a fear of being messy in, in front of others. And I think it was a real sign of how um, deeply, deeply rooted perfectionism runs in me. I had gotten so, so good at just doing everything that I can to be like super spot on with my job and needing to say things the right way and sound really polished and, you know, like just really, really on overdrive to do well at my job. And that served me in, 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 in many ways. You know, that, that served me and probably helped me get to where I got to in my career which I'm really really grateful for and and it was a it was a big motivating thing that I just I was really really focused on being good at what I did um and it also um was a very unhealthy thing for me as well because I had gotten so fixated on being so good and appearing outwardly to be good at what I do that um anything that kind of messed with that, like having a panic attack where I'm having trouble breathing the way that I need to, to do my job, um, just felt like the world was crumbling and all of a sudden I couldn't do this thing that, um, that I had, you know, worked so hard at doing. So I do want to talk a little bit about what, what helped me, maneuver those those panic attacks and, and the fear of, of having a panic attack on the air for, for those years. I, I, I want to be very super clear that, you know, it's not like I, there's, there's no magic fix-all solution to those things in, in, in my experience. And I by no means had it mastered or figured out or, you know, found the one nugget that cured all, all the problems. That would be nice if we had access to to information like that. But but what I can do here is just offer up some little things that I know for sure helped me during that time. And I, I know I I talked to my therapist about, about the panic attacks as as I was in the midst of that. And and I know the the therapeutic advice always for me was to to get into a space of almost egging on the panic in a way and, and saying to it, like, show me what you got and, and not, not trying to fight it and not trying to overly control it because as we've talked about in previous podcast episodes, I I think it's in, in the fighting and the resisting and the trying to control that can actually make it really snowball and get much more intense. So, so I know I really, really, really had to work on that. When I when I was doing my job and stepping into that studio, I had to really, really work on kind of getting into this space of, yeah, it might show up. Like, I might feel anxious. I might feel short of breath. Like, these things might happen, but I'm going to do my best to lean in and show up anyway, which for sure, much easier <laughs> said than done. No doubt about it. But but I do think that that's really really important with panic attacks and and with anxiety is that there some sense of working on kind of opening up to the sensations of it and allowing it to be there a little bit can be really really helpful and can actually in kind of a roundabout way um, allow allow the panic to loosen its grip a little bit. I you know I, I look back and and I remember. I remember going and I would I would like sit in the dressing room before shows and do like breathwork exercises or, you know, just take some time to be calm, take some time to be still and to kind of center myself before I would step out there. I, I always found that helpful, subtle things like putting a little bit of like essential oils on me um, before I, I stepped into the studio. Um, again, not solving or taking away the panic, but just trying to soothe myself as much as I could, I did find really, really helpful. Um, and, and I want to say something that I think is, is very, very important here that, and, and kind of goes along with what I've already mentioned, learning and doing my best to still show up and and step into that anchor seat every day with that fear along for the ride that what if i have another panic attack was was really really key because what i what i notice in reflecting back is that i i often was consumed with the fear of it happening again but it didn't happen every time there were many many shows where i showed up in the midst of the fear and i and i was totally fine and i got through the show and, and sometimes even enjoyed the process, right? And I had some, some really fun experiences on the air with my coworkers. And so our minds, in my mind, would always focus on, you know, the, 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 the times where the panic did arise and where maybe I did get short of breath or I got really anxious and I felt off and I felt embarrassed by that or, you know, whatever it was. The, those, those experiences, I think, are always going to carry the most weight, unfortunately, in a lot of our minds. But but it is very very important to note that sometimes just showing up, stepping in, um, in the midst of the anxiety, is is kind of what it's all about. And I and I know that for me that that is um, was a really really important piece. I also do just want to mention that. Um, I know. I know. My couple of episodes ago, I talked about medication, and, and I actually came across some some medication through talking with a psychiatrist that helped me with some with performance anxieties anxiety when it comes to, you know, kind of regulating and making sure that my heart rate doesn't get too elevated when I'm doing my job. And and that 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 was really really helpful for me, and and I and I would take that from time to time when I knew that I was really going to need it, and it, it always kind of felt like this little like buddy that you know that came along with me into the studio and kind of had my back and was helping me show up and do my job. So I do um, want to make sure that I I mention that, and then another little thing I would always. I would always find time to like stretch the front portion of my body, which sounds a little silly, I know, but it, I did find it to be helpful. Um, even if it was like a placebo effect, it, it always kind of felt like it was helping me to like really open up that front line of my body. I would often like put my hands, interlace my hands behind my back and kind of puff up my chest and really stretching out my chest before I would go into some of these shows would help, um, kind of sneak to different parts of the studio and it probably was trying to hide it and make sure that other people didn't see me doing it. But, you know, like I, I would just do things like that to really nurture myself and take care of myself and do these, these little things that, that I, I, I really do think helped me maneuver that period professionally and, and help me kind of ride those waves of panic as they, as they came up. And, Last thing I, I want to note is that I think having an awareness of of how panic really does kind of operate in a wave like form um, is notable. You know, it, it it really would flow in, and it would usually get really, really intense, and then it would kind of loosen its grip and it would go down just like a wave. And you know, I, I ideally was always like, man, I really I, I want the most intense part of the wave to ideally not be when I have to be talking live on the air and and of course I didn't always have control of that and so a lot of that was learning to kind of give up on trying to control that necessarily but I think having that awareness that sometimes I just had to let it do its thing and get really intense and sometimes yeah that meant that the panic surfaced when I was trying to read a news story and I would get I would feel a little bit short of breath but then it would always you know come down and release and and get a little bit less a little bit less overwhelming so my friends I I, I hope that this is helpful uh, again I you know I sometimes I get a little bit in my head about oh you know, here you know here goes Brian sharing his mental health story again and and I and I never want it to sound like it's just me talking at all of you about what I've been through um, th- th- this really 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 is is coming from a place of, of hopefully just letting somebody else out there know that that if if you're struggling with panic or anxiety and maybe even it, it surfaces in you know situations where you're in front of people and public speaking or leading a meeting at work or, you know whatever it is even if you know in in your personal life like like wherever it's showing up I, i i know i can relate to the extent of my own experience to what you're going through and and i know how how overwhelming it can be and so my hope is that just by talking about this putting it out there that that we can just you know slowly but surely kind of chip away at this myth that I really do think exists where it looks like everybody else has it pulled together and why am I the only one that's struggling? And you know, if, if I can come forward and kind of raise my hand and just say, Hey, this, this was really hard for me. And I, I struggled with this in silence for the most part for, for a long time. And it was really hard and it may have looked a lot of the time like, Hey, I'm good. The reality is, is that I wasn't, and it was a really, really tough thing to maneuver. So, you know, if I can be part of just that collective raising of hands and just sharing our stories, I I really, really do think it's worth it. Um, so as always with these, with these episodes, um, I hope you take what serves you from this and you go ahead and leave the rest. This this podcast has just been such an honor uh, to be to be part of. I have so, so enjoyed hearing from many of you and and I would love to hear from you. So um, you can reach out to me anytime. Let me know um, what's resonating, what's not. If there's any future topics that you want me to touch on, uh, I, I would love to hear it. And um, be gentle with yourselves out there one day one moment at a time and and we'll talk soon bye